Welcome to this week's serving of Oyster Stew, a mix of financial services commentary and insights. Each week, we'll discuss what is happening in the industry based on what we see as we work with regulators and clients. We hope you come away with the knowledge and tools to help you make the best decisions for your firm's future. I'm Elizabeth Gatlin, your host for today's podcast about the Consolidated Audit Trail, or CAT, reporting requirements. With me are Oyster Consultants Ralph McGee and Jeff Call. As an Oyster Consultant, Ralph has led teams in large-scale client remediation and clearing platform conversion-related projects. Currently, Ralph is using his expertise in trade reporting to provide large broker-dealers project management and subject matter expertise related to the consolidated audit trail. Prior to becoming CEO of Devise and beca- <laughs> prior to becoming CEO of Devise and developing the technology behind Oyster Solutions software, Jeff Call previously worked for 15 years at SunGuard most of that time as VP of Technology and CTO, which included the development of the Protegent Trading Surveillance Program. In today's podcast, we will continue our discussion about Oyster's observations about what is currently happening with firms, the future phases of the CAT, how Oyster is helping its clients, and how Oyster can help your firm. Ralph, can you summarize what we discussed during our last podcast? Sure, Elizabeth. Um, In the last episode, we covered the timeline for the CAD implementation as we knew it at that point and what firms should be doing to prepare for for this implementation. Followed it up with a blog post uh, which uh, talked about the clients we were working with and what kinds of calls that we've started to receive as a firm regarding CAT reporting, especially from the perspective of our clients. And uh, lastly, we introduced an efficiency tool that we're using with our clients to validate their CAT reporting. We have received great feedback from our clients on the CAT application. Jeff, can you give us an update on what is happening with the application and what you might have been working on since our last call? Thank you, Elizabeth. Yes, uh, we have made great improvements this past uh, week on the source file comparison portion of the tool, where we'll actually take in the source files from uh, Beta or FlexTrade and we'll take those files and compare those with the CAT data and make sure that everything matches appropriately. So for example, we'll look at uh, the symbol, we'll look at the the price, the quantity, uh, the time in force, all the different parts um, of the original source compared with the CAT and make sure that those are produced correctly. So that's been one of our major focuses for the past couple of weeks. Um, We're also focusing this week on improving the error correction capability. Uh, You can correct your errors directly in the FINRA portal, but uh, we have a much more user-friendly tool that allows you to build that correction file with an RCAT testing tool. Uh, It helps uh, with uh, both bulk repair, a lot more flexibility on how that bulk repair occurs. Uh, Also, you can work with individual records, and then you can produce that CAT file uh, for your error corrections and submit that to the FINRA portal. This week and next, we're focusing on linking. Intra-firm linking is starting to be a high priority. Um, The last call with FINRA, they're starting to uh, look at that now. Uh, Just from a high level, you can't see much detail yet, Uh, but with an R tool, you can actually get the detail of that intra-firm linking uh, between the new order, the the route, uh, the cancellation, the the modify, et cetera. And so we're making some enhancements to that uh, area of the tool over the next week or two. 
And we're really excited about the tool. It made a lot of great progress, and we think it's a great help for our clients to better analyze their CAT submissions. Thanks, Jeff. It sounds like we are providing clients exactly what they need to analyze their CAT reporting and maximize their efficiency. I know that you and Ralph have been doing some free demos of the product, and we have recently added a link to our webpage where clients can request a demo. I also noticed that the SEC had a news announcement this week about CAT. Ralph, can you provide our listeners with details about this release? Yes, Elizabeth. Um, this is this is a highly anticipated uh, announcement from the SEC that happened earlier this week. It is ironic that they waited until the first day of production go-live test uh, uh, submissions to, to, to make that announcement, but nonetheless, they announced this week that they're going to provide some uh, extended relief, exempted relief to clients uh, reporting for CAT. Um, as you recall from the last podcast, uh, at that time, uh, they had provided some exemptive relief, but it wasn't on a phased-in basis like the original uh, timeline that FINRA had, uh, had submitted. They had provided exemptive relief for 2A and 2B until May 20th of this year. Well, in this latest release uh, uh, that came out on Monday, uh, they've provided exemptive relief that is, is more in line with the phase implementation of 2A, 2B, and they've given relief for phase 2A until June 22nd. That'll be your equity security reporting. And also for 2B, your options reporting until July 20th. Uh, in addition, they have also provided some exemptive relief for introducing brokers. Uh, and this would follow a more lenient implementation timeline that was originally put forth for small broker dealers if you're a qualifying small broker dealer who had not previously reported to Oats. So uh, again, more, more of a landing zone for those firms who have to coordinate many introducing brokers into their CAT reporting. So what should firms be focused on now that the SEC has provided additional relief? Well, uh, if the firm is not certified currently to, to report to the production environment uh, at FINRA. I think they should continue to work on getting certified. If they are certified, I believe that they should start reporting to the CAP production environment as soon as possible and use this additional exemptive relief to utilize the CAP portal to train their staff on how to use it and how to do corrections within that CAP portal for their, for their CAP reporting. Firms should also move their testing validations back to their source data, uh, as Jeff had previously mentioned. I think that this helps to ensure compliance with CAT reporting. Uh, really looking for those things that might be falling through the cracks. You'd rather find them than have a regulator find them in the future. Firms should also start focusing on options reporting for 2B. Uh, that uh, the exemptive relief has provided them additional time until July 20th to work on that. Some firms will need to recertify for their options reporting and others will have already use the certification for 2A, 2B to qualify for the FINRA production environment for options. Firms should also focus on intrafirm linkages. As uh, Jeff mentioned, this is a, a new focus. Uh, it is the next phase implementation of CAT reporting, and firms should be looking at what they can control, right? Because intrafirm linkages are all that the firm has full control over. They're routes, their receival, the receive of the, the new order from the client, 
the route of that order, the potential execution, cancellation, and modification of, the, of that order. And then the last thing I would say, Elizabeth, is firms should, should likely start to prepare their project plans for the implementation of phase 2C. So in the last couple of weeks, we received new documentation, new tech spec documentation from FINRA, as well as a scenario document that outlined the requirements and reporting uh, for phase 2C. Thanks, Ralph. Speaking of 2C, and that relates to the technical specs and scenario document, can one of you give me a high-level overview of what kinds of new requirements that Phase 2C will bring? Uh, definitely, Elizabeth. Uh, this is Jeff. I'll go in and take this one. Uh, just an update as well, 2C has been out for a while, uh, for a few weeks now, but they did actually post just yesterday an update, so R2 is out. So uh, the official latest release of the 2C spec is 310R2. And they also pushed out a companion update to that um, for 2A2B, so 221R4 is the latest release there. If you look at 2C, um, probably the most visible piece with 2C um, is around sub-account allocations. And if you look at just a high level, uh, the very top of that document, it'll say phase 2C, it'll mention the go-live date of April 2021, and it'll give a high level um, changes included with 2C. And so with allocations, there are a couple of new events that are required. Uh, with that, we have the MEPA um, event, and uh, we also have the MEAA event. So we have the post-trade allocation event, the MEPA, and the amended allocation event, the MEAA. And these are the two new events that are most talked about with 2C. This is where a lot of the work will be. You know, every industry member that performs allocations and uh, submits a post-trade allocation event is required to uh, deliver the MEPA event. And this is the one that will take some time to get right. So definitely recommend with 2C that you focus on the sub-account allocations. Now, there are additional changes as well. So there are other new events. There are also some older events that have been changed slightly. So keep in mind that even though we talk about sub-account sub allocations as the main focus of 2C, there are other events as well. Uh, MEORS, uh, Order Route Supplement event, is new with 2C. We have the Eternal Route Modified event, MEIM, and the Eternal Route Canceled, MEIC event. So those three events are new as well. Also, if you take the two documents and compare 2A to B, and the 2C side-by-side, side, you'll notice that there are some new uh, columns required in some of the existing events. For example, the new order event, or the MINO, has two new columns required, the solicitation flag and the RFQID. Um, if you look down at the MEOA, there's a solicitation flag that's new there as well. The MEOJ, or order adjusted event, has a time in force, a new field that's required. And the trade event, the MEOT, has three new fields, the quoting IDQS, the clearing firm, and the counterparty. Uh, so just quickly to summarize, there's quite a bit new with 2C. Um, it does definitely focus on sub-account allocations, but there are other changes as well. And we're excited to move forward and incorporate those changes in our testing as we move forward on CAT. Thanks, Jeff and Ralph, for all that information. It sounds like firms still have a lot of work left to do. If you need help with that or would like to schedule a demo, give us a call at 
800-500-5400. Also, check out our previous podcast on the CAT application tool from April 2nd and our blogs on our website at oysterllc.com.